Ms. Vanessa, good evening. Thank you very much for speaking to us. Uh, welcome. Good evening. Thank you for having me on your show. It's a pleasure, Vanessa. Maybe let, 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 I want to pick from what the Action uh, Society was saying. Minister of Police, Pekitele, was saying about the state of the backlog of, uh, of DNA in South Africa. So what's your take on that? Uh, he was uh, speaking during the, uh, the GPV summit that, you know, they, they have done so much uh, to, uh, to mitigate the issue of uh, the backlog. Yes, I think that I think we have to commend them that they have made inroads into the original backlog figure, which was ring fenced last year. Um, the the question really is around what is the definition of the DNA backlog? Because what we understand when they say it was ring fenced is that they that they took a figure in November last year and they reduced that figure, but they haven't now informed us as to how many cases they've received since that time and what the total number of cases in the backlog or in the forensic science laboratory is today that needs to be analyzed. And I think this confusion around you know the numbers um, is, is, is why there seems to be so many questions around figures that are being proposed. When he talks about a zero backlog in January, I don't think it means that we now are not going to have any cases that are awaiting analysis. I think it just means that original figure has been reduced, but we may very well have a new backlog. So let's ask these important questions, and hopefully the minister will answer. Define what you mean by backlog. Tell us the total number of cases currently awaiting analysis. Mm. Uh, some of the issues that have been mentioned, uh, Ms. Vanessa, is the issue of, 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 of the laboratory. How many laboratories do we have that process the DNA in South Africa? Yeah, well, we actually only have two forensic laboratories that do DNA analysis. And uh, they are building a third one in the Eastern Cape, but that will only be ready late 2024, probably. So I think the, uh, or, or perhaps even early 2024. But um, you know, f- for the for the level of crime we have in this country, specifically gender-based violence, um, we do need to look at increasing capacity. And and many proposals have have been put forward to to the minister, uh, public-private partnerships, using tertiary institutions, maybe using the forensic um, pathology, which is under the health department. And I think we have to keep pushing the government to explore these options because we need more processing capacity. Two laboratories is simply not enough. Mm. I, I mean, I, I just want to go back and quote what he, what he was saying uh, uh, during the, the GPV summit that was held in in, in and in Johannesburg. He was saying that there's no need to appoint the private co- contractors because, uh, I mean, they are managing the situation uh, correctly. I, I mean, what, what's your view on that? I, I think there's a reluctance um, on, on the side of the police to enter into, into public-private partnerships. I, I don't know why. Maybe um, they, they may be more efficient. Who knows? But I, I think that, um, you know, we have to understand we're dealing with evidence. So obviously it has to be dealt with, you know, in a way that the chain of custody is, is um, you know, held. That you can follow the chain of custody. But in my experience throughout the world, even in the most advanced, um, you know, systems that have that don't have backlogs and have funding, they always use public-private partnerships to assist with capacity, mm-hmm. and 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 they don't even have nearly the level of crime that we have. So 
So I, I think that it may be slightly short-sighted to say that they simply don't need it. We know that we could be processing more DNA samples. We haven't even started um, analyzing the prisoners because the president, has, we're waiting for him to sign the offender bill, which will mean that DNA um, will be taken from prisoners. So, you know, we, we're not getting any less number of samples. We're actually going to be getting more. So I think we have to we have to push and interrogate, and the minister has to sit on the panel and ask answer these critical questions. By giving these numbers, is government shooting itself in the foot by not giving us uh, accurate? Uh, I mean numbers. Well, you know, I, I think there may be. I mean, I, who's to know? Um, I think that they're not doing themselves any favours by by representing to the public that by January we're just not going to have a backlog when in fact they may have just reduced the original number but actually we have a whole lot of new cases coming in because if if the if the prosecutors are still shouting and saying that we're not getting the the results through in order to proceed with a particular case um, we're going to hear about that soon enough so you know I, I don't I don't know if Miracles could happen. Who knows? Hmm. But again, you know, I, I always say when we had our COVID dashboard, we had different um, indicators of where we were at. We had total number of cases, total number of people who had died or recovered or who had been tested. And I think this is what we need to call for. We, we, we need a dashboard of the actual figures to say how many are currently awaiting analysis, how many have been received this month and processed this month. And that will give us more clarity, and then the government won't be putting themselves in a corner where the public's expectations are that we suddenly are, you know, are riding on this wave of no, um, you know, delays in in terms of DNA sampling. And I, and I think these again are the kind of things that we need to ask the minister. Why don't we? Why don't we have more clarity and transparency so that we don't get in the situation where we are as a public and, and, and for rape survivors disappointed when we don't get what we expect? I want us to touch on the issue of the DNA able uh, being passed by the parliament and the NCOP. Uh, has the president signed that bill uh, so that you are able to take the sample uh, from, from the prisoners? I mean, because some of them, you find them, they are taken back to the society without, you know, uh, I mean, taking the sample so that some of the cases they can uh, proceed. Absolutely. And I mean, you, you, you've hit the nail on the head. We, we have seen when we were able to originally in the first few years of the DNA Act, we were able to take DNA from prisoners. That that period of time expired. And we, we, we when I was on the DNA Oversight Board, we called on the minister to amend the Act to, in, to ex- extend that period of time to take um, samples from prisoners because we had seen that some, I mean, we saw some prisoners who had been there on a common assault being linked to 50 to 50 rapes. Mm. And and we know that rapists are serial offenders. Now, it's a very simple thing. The par- all the houses of parliament have passed this bill. You know, we, we can take a sample from an arrestee who hasn't even been convicted, and we can take it from a victim who is an innocent party. But the, 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 the category of people with the least rights in terms of our constitution, the prisoners, we, we, we can't take samples from them. And it, it literally is just awaiting our president's signature. And again, you know, the, the public need to put pressure on, on, the minister, uh, on the president and say, show your commitment to this process and sign that bill. Hmm. 
maybe uh, just finally a uh, question uh, miss vanessa is there a hope that this uh, um, i mean crisis of dna backlog can be fixed Absolutely. I wouldn't be talking to you if I didn't have hope, and I often say that. <laughs> you know, we have great forensic scientists working in our forensic science laboratory. We do, we do. I think that the government have shown that they are committed to the process. I think they just need to, to, um, do more in terms of transparency and, and, and simple things like signing this form. You know, it's the president's birthday tomorrow. Perhaps he'll sign it as a birthday gift to the public. Who knows? But there is hope. And as a public, we have to keep pushing. As, as we saw at the presidential summit, the voices of civil society are not taking this lying down. They are saying, you can do more, and we expect to see them doing more. So let's keep up these conversations and let's keep pushing the public, I mean the government, to do better. Ms. Vanessa, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much for coming Thanks. through. Thank you so much. Have a good evening.